Welcome to Chalk Talk, Silver Lake Regional High School's podcast where we interview teachers and faculty members about their experience in, high, in athletics focusing on coaching. Our names are Will Cronin and, and with us today are, is Mrs. Gill and Mr. Blatt. Hi. So, for both of you, who inspired you to become a coach? That's a tough question. I think, you know, as a high school athlete myself, um, there are definitely a lot of coaches in my life who influenced me to want to also become a coach, but all for different reasons, right? It comes to just one, but um, two who in particular stand out are my basketball coach when I was in high school, Coach Warford. Um, who was also my history teacher, and uh, my track coach, Coach Napoleon. So the two of them, just their approach to helping their athletes, their philosophy with sports, um, but just also the, the time and effort that they put into building our team and getting to know us as players and runners, I thought was um, pretty impressive. And I think that influenced me not only as a coach, but as a person and as a teacher. For me, I had uh, Coach Pigeon. He coached me my sophomore and junior year. Uh, unfortunately, his teaching position was eliminated, so uh, he had to go find another job. But I was so impressed looking back on how he, just how he built the team, um, how he was so good at building the skill level of the individual players, and then you know by the end of the season, making them into a, a coherent baseball team, which is not always easy to do. So uh, he was. He was somebody, as I look back, and when I entered education as a teacher, coaching is, is a natural thing to do if you like sports because you have to this, this, you know, this opportunity. But I remember, you know, those first few years really thinking about some of the, even some of the drills that he used to do with us as I was first out in the field. So uh, he, he really had a, not realizing it at the time, but looking back, really had a big influence on who I was as a coach. That's awesome. Our second question for you guys is, what is one of your greatest memories in coaching? Um, the same thing that I liked about Coach Pigeon, um, it isn't a specific memory, but just any team that I've been fortunate enough to coach, just getting to the end of the season and looking back and realizing how much we've grown as a team, uh, that was always, to me, the, the best part. And that's, that's the part I miss the most about being able to coach regularly and now I, I just assist with my, my kids' team. But just seeing that growth that occurs over time, uh, that's by far uh, the best memory I have. I would say for me, so I, I coach um, high school basketball as well as Special Olympics basketball and both very different, um, but both truly rewarding. Um, but I would have to say if I pick one moment, um, it would be towards the end of my time as a Special Olympics coach with a player who had been on my team for close to 10 years at that point with an adult basketball team. And he showed up at every practice. He always worked hard. You know, his name is Hubie. We always had tons of fun with him. Um, he motivated the rest of the team. Um, but he had a horrible shot. <laughs> he had a big basket. Um, but, you know, he brought other elements and other, you know, strengths to our team. And uh, in our final game one season, it was the championship game, he went up for a layup and he made it. And it was just such a wonderful moment that everybody in the gym celebrated, you know, Special Olympics teams, you know, you compete against one another, but the families on both teams really get to know each other throughout the season and throughout the years, and so you really do become a family, um, even with the teams that you play against. And so our parents were cheering, our fans were cheering, the other team fans were cheering. Um, so it was, just, it was a great moment. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so 
Who is a coach that both of you admire or look up to? Yet again, same, kind of the same question. I'm going to go with somebody we have in, in, in the building, uh, Coach Dart. Um, if you run track or you team track and you know, cross country, Coach Dart has been here for, gosh, 35 years as a coach. Long time. And I, I just think about um, all the all the, the lives he's influenced. Um, he's just a kind person who really cares about all of his athletes and takes the time to get to know his athletes and, and to make them better runners or better throwers or, or whatever event they participate in. So uh, whenever I see him now, he's also my former history teacher. So uh, there's just a long link that exists to between us. Uh, but it always makes me feel good to see him out there. I would actually second that. I mean, I had an opportunity to coach under Coach Darsh um, when I helped out as a cross-country coach here several years ago. Um, and again, like Mr. Blett said, just in overall, the, the character um, of this man as a coach, there are so many values that his athletes can carry on in their lives, whether they continue in that sport or not. Um, lifelong lessons for sure. Yeah, I've only heard great things from him. Um, what is some advice you would give to a younger you who's just starting out coaching? You can never communicate too much uh, or too clearly. And um, just focus on your players, you know, focus on getting to know them as individuals and, and enjoy who they are as individuals. Yeah, I would maybe add to that, you know, you want to win, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like as a young coach, there was a lot of pressure to, to win games and to have a winning record. and. I think I sometimes at the beginning got too caught up in the, the final score and should have probably been focusing on some other elements, you know, team-wise and dynamic-wise. And so I would encourage my younger self to not stress too much about the, you know, the record and focus more on developing as a coach and developing your team. Mm -hmm. And then you can worry about winning. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think it's like playing for you? And what do you think your players would say? I would hope that it would be fun. Um, you know, I I think back to when I coached high school freshman um, basketball, uh, first season that I coached. We had an undefeated season, which was amazing um, and a lot of fun. But we also had a lot of hardships. You know, we were limited to the tennis court for practices. We weren't given the gym. Um, we didn't get the best playing time for games. So we had a lot of hurdles that we had to overcome as a um, young female team, as a young female coach. Um, so I would hope that, you know, throughout that year, I hope that my players saw that I advocated for court time, I advocated for better playing time, um, and for more equal access to our programs and our facilities at that school. So I would hope that they would, you know, highlight those efforts, you know, in addition to, you know, the coaching piece. I think my players would probably say that I was happier for them when they made it, you know, did something great on the field than they were, maybe. Um, it's part of why I like being a teacher and being in a school is I like watching people succeed. Uh, and especially now um, as an assistant with, with teams and not being the head coach, uh, I don't have to worry about all the other parts of that. I can just celebrate the accomplishments of, of the player in the moment. And, you know, that was that was something I, I still love doing. And, and as a head coach, I hope my players uh, recognize that as well. If you had the opportunity to coach another sport, what would it be? 
you have to have the skill set. <laughs> Ooh, that limits a lot if that's true. Yeah. No, just interest-wise. Oh, my goodness. That's an awesome question. I mean, my own personal experience has, you know, been cross-country, track, and basketball. Um, a little bit of volleyball on the side there. But I love, like, gymnastics and dance. Mm -hmm. So if I had any skill or know-how, I would love to be able to choreograph a really cool dance or a gymnastics program. But I have zero skill set for that. <laughs> Uh, I've gotten to watch uh, volleyball really up close and personal uh, the past few years, um, actually for quite a while. My wife's a volleyball coach and my oldest daughter plays volleyball. And being really naturally curious, I ask a lot of questions about the coaching of that sport. So I think it'd be, I think I would like to try volleyball. I have no skill set for it, but I would definitely like to try oh, coaching. Where's the favorite place you've ever coached or played? That's a really good question yeah. you have. Um, all right, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to pick a place that I've played. Um, that, again, going back to my high school days, the glory days. Um, so I grew up overseas on military bases. And so um, athletes there, we compete against other schools on other military bases kind of all throughout Europe. And so um, as a three-season athlete, I had the opportunity to play games or run at meets that were in Olympic stadiums um, or where professional teams had played. So that was always a really cool experience growing up. That's awesome. Mine's a little more local. Um, I've been very fortunate. My, my favorite place even still to go watch a baseball game is Adams Field in Quincy. Uh, and I've been fortunate enough to both play and coach there. It was the first time I ever played under the lights. And for a long time, you know, when I was younger, it was one of the few fields around that had lights. But it's still, it's a, it's a beautiful field. Uh, it's well-maintained. I still enjoy going up there now. Awesome. Our favorite place to go watch games, though, right here. Absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, what are your core values as a coach? Oh, that's a hard question. It's a good question. Um, I want to see athletes become good teammates and be good teammates. Um, I, I think, the, to me, one of the most important takeaways from high school sports is learning how to be be part of a team and how important that is. You know, even you know, even in a sport like baseball where it is very individualized, your performance in any given moment is very much about you. Um, you're still part of a team, and I, I think. You know, to me, the best players I had maybe weren't the best, in my mind, they weren't the best athletically, but they were the best teammates. And to me, that, that's the, the most important value that I, I can continue to this day to really encourage my athletes. I think my philosophy, both with the high school team I coached and the adult Special Olympics team, was always work hard, but to have fun. And that's, you know, a, a lesson that I hope that they can carry on beyond sports. That's great. That's awesome. And then... Last question. So what is some advice that you would give to a younger you who is just starting out coaching? More advice, right? Mm. Um, Every once in a while, put your mouth over the next slide and then we'll keep it away. Really? How many minutes did you do before? We had seven. We probably had about 10 right now. Okay. Tell us how you do. I think you made it through all the questions you've asked us and put on here. So, there's another, another question. Do like one final wrap up? One more. I have one. Sure. All right. So, we've been studying intrinsic motivation, extrinsic motivation. How do you use extrinsic motivation on your teams? 
as I think back to my psychology class from high school and the definition of extrinsic motivation, right? External forces that are um, encouraging the players. Um, I think, you know, for high school athletes, right? That everybody wants to win, right? But I think it's also about how do you reward your team for the, the smaller battles, right? For um, making a good play or for improving um, a certain skill set, you know, when, regardless of what sport that you're doing. And so I think celebrating the small victories outside of the game time experience is really important to, to honor those achievements, celebrate those successes, and praise the work of your athletes as you're going through the season. I agree wholeheartedly. And I, I would add to that um, really celebrating those moments as a team as well. Um, the little things, as Mrs. Gill said, in a game, whether it's just something as small as, you know, picking up a teammate after, you know, maybe he made an error or just, you know, making a smart play in the field that, you know, isn't the most athletic, most dynamic, isn't, you know, isn't, people aren't oohing and eyeing, but just, you know, doing the smart things and, and being a good teammate in that. And I think anything you can do to encourage that makes you, makes you want to perform better for your team. And I think, you know, helping to encourage that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, pasta parties and new swag don't hurt either. <laughs> <laughs> nice sweatshirt goes a long way. Well, thank you, Mrs. Gill and Mr. Butts, um, so much for being here. It was great learning about your experiences. Oh, thanks for having us. This was great. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.